Cousin Jared, we are back for Tuesday, September 26th, baseball. We cannot discuss two of the games on yesterday's show, so we are doing the rare recording before we even know how we did yesterday. Uh, we do know we got the Yankees, and I'm going to bring that up <laughs> in one of our games late that we covered for, for to this late, because I, I think it's like a perfect parallel to yeah. a game we're going to cover. Yeah, uh, yeah. Here today, and yeah, you are you're already putting the piece. You know yeah. exactly where I'm going with this. Uh, yeah. We got the Yankees as a winner, uh, which was nice, and a windy game, as, as I predicted before, the night before. I was about the weather being a little bit weird. It was windy. There was almost a pop drop, a drop pop fly, um, but the Yankees got it done for us. So that was yeah. fun. Uh, hopefully, we'll do well in the night. Those guys haven't even started yet, so we can't even say where we are as yeah. of right now. Uh, what is happening right now is the Eagles just got a safety. So if you have them on your fantasy team, because Jared, uh, that's a, a big boost for you. Uh, I don't know if you do or not. I, you know, I've got a few fantasy teams. I'd be lying if I told you I knew exactly which defense I had in each league. So <laughs> which is the problem with having yes. more than one uh, fantasy baseball for a while. I ran with two and it was just I, I, I ran with two. And then after like one, maybe two years of doing that, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go for the exact same lineup on both teams, even if it might be worse. Mm -hmm. I didn't really care. Mm -hmm. It improved my enjoyment of it. And that's really what fantasy is about, enjoyment, because otherwise you're one out of eight or 10 or 12 to be happy. And otherwise you're going to be crushed. So if you get too yeah. in emotionally invested, it's never, it's never really good. You know, completely agree with that. <laughs> we do have a day game on Tuesday. We have a doubleheader between the Dodgers and the Rockies. Unfortunately, starting pitchers are not confirmed, so we can't cover that game here on show. Otherwise, I'm sure, Cousin Jared, you would have been gracious and uh, had allowed us to cover that game. And given the people uh, a day game, of, of course, of course. I mean, I would I would love to, you know, have one more uh, over at Coors Field uh, before mm. the season winds up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, TBD if we can get that over or not. Um, yeah. But again, all those picks and all the games we don't cover here on Dub Club, that's where all the playoff content will live as well. Sign up link in the show description. Otherwise, then we'll get to it. 7.10 p.m. Eastern, Rays at the Red Sox. Zach Eflin, our boy, versus yeah. Tanner Houck. Houck, not as bad. You see all the extra information on the screen there I was providing for before. Houck, not as bad as that 492 ERA Model gives him a 91 grade. XFIP right around four. Zach Eflin's obviously been good to us. We love him. His underlying metrics are even better than his 344 ERA. The Red Sox lagging a little bit in offense. Here's the thing I'll point out, though. The Red Sox against a righty, as you can see on screen, the parentheses is the versus a righty get a little bit of a bump. The Rays versus a righty get a little bit of a ding. So that kind of shifts a little bit to the Red Sox favor. Relievers, pretty comparable game in Boston. This is a coin toss game. And Cousin Jerry, this is exactly what I was talking about. This feels just like that Yankees game. The home team out of it. The road team needs it. Doesn't mean the team that needs it's going to win. Plus odds, just like we got plus odds at the Yankees, it's the same situation here. Coin toss, plus 106. Why not? Yep, that's exactly what I was thinking. And the other thing is, is that sideline had was fading Eflin in this spot, which is very abnormal. I'm not sure if there's a pitcher that we have backed more this season than Eflin. I'm not sure if there's a team we've backed more than the Rays, and not sure if there's a pitcher that we backed more than than Eflin. I have to say he's not my favorite guy that we've backed this year. That would probably be uh, the guy from the the Twins that I'm blanking on right now. Um, love love to back that guy. Not great. Mayda. 
Was yes, Kintamaida. Yes, Kintamaida was one that I enjoyed uh, backing a lot this season. Um, so anyway, and there's another there's another guy on the Twins that I like backing. Anyway, yes, and Joe, Joe, Joe Ryan was last year's guy. Yeah, uh, Joe Ryan. Oh, was, uh, pa- Pablo Lopez as well. Pablo Lopez. Good God, yes. I love me some Pablo Lopez. We've, we've backed the Twins a lot too, to be honest. Yes, yes, we have <laughs> backed the Twins a lot this season. Uh, it's because nobody else can get past all the strikeouts except sideline. Apparently. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. so the fact that Sideline was not on Eflin here said something to me because Sideline mm-hmm. definitely has affinity for the Rays and Eflin. So Sideline was kind of calling something out for me here. And like you said, feels like we've got a toss up game with home team at plus odds. I'm take, I'll take that any day of the week. Yeah, and you make a great point about Effin. We actually faded him last time out, and that might have been the first time all season we've actually faded him. We faded him in the first five against the Angels and got the victory there fading him. And I was thinking about this because you you brought this up before show, and I was kind of running through my head thinking about it. As The model tends to have its favorites, whether it's pitchers or teams, offense, whatever. And it tends to go for the same thing over and over again. And for the most part, that tends to work. On occasion, you have to look at it and say, no, it just loves this team and they aren't that good. And that's okay too. The model's not going to be perfect on every team, right? So we have to understand all that. But it is interesting when it has its favorites, whether it's teams or starting pitchers, or in this case, a combination of both, and then it fades it, you kind of have to say, okay, it tends to shift that one direction all the time. Yep. Unless something's happened, now that we think there's a small edge in this, maybe it's actually a little bit bigger than we realize. Obviously, the caveat here, we don't know how hard the Red Sox are trying. It's been a disappointing season for them all. But again, the Yankees are in that exact same boat, a very disappointing season for them. And they took two out of three from the Diamondbacks. Also, the Royals, probably a disappointing season for them. I don't really know because they've just been so terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But they just swept the Astros. So it's, who really knows at this point, yeah. right? With, with this, that's why we've, we said it last year. We said it all year leading up to this end of year stuff that we wouldn't get too carried away with who needs it, who wants it, et cetera. Because for the most part, that doesn't really help you. If it did, things would go a lot differently in life. But right, unfortunately, right. the will to win doesn't really do a lot for you because the other side still has talent as yeah. well. So uh, we're going to back to plus odds here. Hopefully it works out just like it did with us on the Yankees. 7.20 p.m. Eastern, Cubs at the Braves. It'll be a nice night in Atlanta with a slight breeze blowing in at about five miles an hour. That's going to give it a slight lean towards the pitchers. Uh, and kind of counteract what's an on average a slightly hitter friendly stadium. Why is it slightly hitter friendly? We've kind of talked about this a lot with Atlanta. I don't know if we've talked about it recently, but at the very start and very end of the season in Atlanta, it can be very pitcher friendly on a chilly night wind blowing in in Atlanta. It's just there's more hot days than cold days. And the hot days wind blowing out in the summer, that place can play very small. Of course, we all know the Braves have a fantastic offense, but the park help does help them out. Uh, in the middle of the season. It just doesn't do any favors at the tail end of the season. That's what, kind of what we're seeing here. It's not going to be an overly chilly night. It's not going to be like those World Series games a couple years ago against the Astros where it was like dead unders because it was like 50 right. degrees in the wind blowing right. in. But we're talking mid to low 70s wind blowing. It's not going to play like the summer uh, months. Did. You got two good starting pitchers, Justin Steele, Bryce Elder. Elder has struggled as of late. This is his yeah. last kind of tune-up here. Second to last tune-up. He'll get this one, and then he should get the last game of the regular season before heading into, you know, having a full week off and then, um, you know, being their number four. I'm not sure he'll be – I'm not sure he'll pitch in the first series. Sometimes that number four doesn't pitch in the first series. Struggled of late. Braves having an off day the day before. 
Plenty of guys in the bullpen to use. If he struggles, I'm not sure they're going to push him. Justin Steele, on the other hand, will be pushed, whether he struggles or not. He needs to throw a lot of innings for this Cubs team, who's in the thick of this wild card race, facing a really good Braves offense that's been kind of hot and cold as of late. They've really struggled at times to score runs, and then they'll put up nine in a game. You never know what you're going to get with him at this point. Part of that could be motivation, how much they have to play for, that sort of thing. Not really sure. They've just been a little bit more super hot and super cold. Justin Seals, a very good pitcher, though. We've loved backing him when we can. Models is 8.8 runs. We're going to go under 9.5 B-grade pick. Cousin Jared, the Braves' unders didn't go great for us last week. Why do we think we've got a better chance at it here on Tuesday? Well, the reason that I think that we have a better chance is because I have a lot of faith in Justin Steele. You have talked about all season about how he has been underrated and has really become the, the ace of that staff, which is what they needed when Stroman ended up getting getting injured. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's, that's the number one thing. Uh, I have a lot of faith in Steele. The other thing is this may just be me not wanting to give up on Bryce Elder, even <laughs> though I was on I was on this show probably like, I don't know, it's probably been two or three months ago at this point. It's like Elder peripherals aren't super Mm -hmm. impressive, but he's Mm -hmm. a guy that just gets it done. And it seems that those words might be coming back to bite me because the peripherals weren't that impressive. And now his performances haven't been that impressive either. Mm -hmm. So it may just be me hanging on to, I think elders still got something to give uh, this season. Um, But anyway, most of the, most of this comes down to Justin Steele. I, I, I like him a lot. And like you said, uh, uh, the, the Braves field not playing quite as hitter friendly in, in this spot. So, and, and you know me, I'm always partial to a good under. Obviously, it's key to be on this side of nine and a half rather than going on the other side with nine being, you know, a, a very common outcome in baseball games. Yep. Uh, and the fact that, you know, if it gets to four, four, uh, you know, we still got a shot here. We know that that fifth row will happen, but we aren't caring, or someone will get a fifth row. We don't know beyond that. I think there might be a little bit of value in this under, mainly because of Justin Steele's struggles his last two starts. I don't really know what happened in his last start, except here's what my my best case, my best attempt to explain it is. Two starts ago, he faced the Diamondbacks uh, in the exact start, in the start after he just faced the Diamondbacks. Right. Pitchers sometimes struggle in that spot. And if I recall correctly, whoever he was pitching had the same problem, did really well against the Cubs the first time, and then in the rematch, did not, right? The hitters had just Mm -hmm. seen him. And so two starts ago, still struggle because of that. Against Pittsburgh, three innings, eight hits, six runs, but six strikeouts. Cousin Jared, he had a negative .74 FIP and a .36 X FIP and an 18 ERA. I'm just going to chalk that up to he got babbitt to death, and that was just really unlucky. And I'm yeah. not saying the Braves offense isn't good. It is obviously incredible. We've long talked about how incredible yeah. this Braves offense is. But I don't think that three inning six runs was like Justin Steele sucking. I think that was just the most one of the weirdest starts you've yeah. seen in the course of a season. The yep. other one's explainable. You take those two out, and I'm not, I'm I get it. I know it's like, you know, other than other than that, how was the play, Mrs. Lincoln, right? I'm not trying to do it, but <laughs> yeah. before that, seven and one, eight and zero, six and zero, six and two, six and two. I mean, he had been yeah. really cruising until those two. They're explainable, it's understandable, and I still have faith in Justin Steele. And yep. that is going to hopefully keep us on the right side of 
uh, this play keeping us to single digits rather than double digits. And you know what? Why don't we just double down on Justin Steele? It's your pitcher prop of the day. Uh, there's the graphic. Here we go. Uh, plus expected value play according to our friends over at Outlier. Dot bet against slash professor if you want that free seven day trial 3.9 percent expected value he's hit this number um i don't know some percentage of the year it's been a lot cousin jared do you have any thoughts for us on this one i, I mean i feel like i already said it i have i have faith in justin Steele, and you also mentioned that uh what are the what are the cubs had have, have to lose right they're going to leave him out there for a while yeah. and it's not like there's a lot of great options coming out of the cubs bullpen to go up against no, the rest of this basically. braves lineup yeah uh, yeah and so he he could potentially get this just through like attrition and you know he may give up five runs but they still make him keep him in for you know six innings or so so um, anyway i i just i just like justin Steele. he's he's been fun this year this line blows my mind he's gone over five and a half strikeouts 59% of the time this season. The Braves mm. don't strike out a ton, but they do strike out a little bit more against lefties. Steele's faced the Braves already this season several months ago, got seven strikeouts in five and a third. And as we mm. mentioned, the Cubs bullpen seemingly has gotten worse all season long. They yeah. don't have anybody else. Like I really think down the stretch of this last week, the way I'm looking at a lot, handicapping a lot of these games involving the playoff teams, the other teams, you just got to look at who's good, who's on their team, who's going to right. But when you when you think about the teams this week that are really fighting for a playoff spot, you know, Mariners, Astros, Rangers, Cubs, half the NL, it seems like is battling for that wild card, right? You gotta mm -hmm. think about the bullpen, how good the bullpen is and how they're going to approach things. You got a team like the Mariners, great bullpen. I'm not saying that they're I, again the, the Astros game hasn't started yet. I'm not saying that if Castillo struggles, they're going to pull him right away, but they've got a good enough bullpen. It's an option for them. Yep. If Steele struggles a little bit, they only are going to pull him, you would think, if things are really bad because there aren't better options, right? It's right, so like right. you said, there's a good chance that he gets this just because even a even a mediocre Steele might still be better than like your fifth best reliever until you get down to the seventh, eighth, ninth innings in your top guys. But you can't, you don't have enough top guys to fill in. Yep. So the, yep. the Cubs need outs out of Steele. And that should lead to strikeouts. He's been really good. Plus 144 odds blows my mind. I feel like this should be like minus 120, not plus 144. Uh, I sent this out to our Discord before we started recording the show. I said, run, don't walk. I have no idea where this number's going to go. I just I just have to assume that by the time this gets the first pitch, it's a minus, not a plus, because the plus yeah. is just... Yeah. I just don't understand. It doesn't make any sense from a math standpoint or a mental handicapping standpoint. Uh, why? And again, if you want that for your child, check out again. I, I, I just search at outlier.bet again, slash professor free seven day trial. I just search uh, by strikeouts and outs. And I just tells me a little plus expected value indicator. And I go, Ooh, let me look into that one. And sometimes I see it. And I'm like, eh, yeah, but I don't really think I agree with that one. And mm -hmm. Other times I see it. And I'm like, yes, let's do it. You know? Yep. So again, Great tool if you're doing prop betting, MLB, NFL, college football. I don't know, you need college football props because in general, I'm surprised you haven't talked to me doing college football props. I dabbled with college football props in a game where Texas A&M did not have a healthy running back on the roster and mm. somehow still managed to lose that like our third string receiver wouldn't have more than 80 yards rushing. So that's when I gave up uh, on uh, props because clearly the books knew way more than I did. That's my college football prop story. And hey, 
that's why you need a tool like outlier.bet to help there you, you out with that because they help they help figure that stuff out right which is yeah again yeah. all the tools you can use to be successful better always good to have them so you can outlier.bet slash professor free seven day trial which takes us to our last game of the night here a light one for you at 9 45 p.m eastern padres at the giants um you know both of these teams are, are are out of it at this point all but mathematically the giants uh, really struggling here down the stretch. Not a, not a great schedule for them, unfortunately. Um, I think they're tied with the Padres. Uh, and the Padres are mm-hmm. all but out of it. Doing incredibly well, as I predicted a week ago, right? One yeah. in five out of six, it's just the other team just kept winning enough, got some big wins. The Padres just, just not... I think the Padres need to win all six. I think the one of these teams needs to win all six and get help, really. It's just it's not yeah. very likely. Um, so, I mean, it's all but over. Um, especially unless one of these teams sweeps the other one. I'm assuming they've been playing hard. The Pods have played really hard lately, even though they've known that the odds were stacked against them. Uh, the Giants, you know, have been a young team. I, I don't really see any lack of effort coming from them because um, you, you tend to get that more from, from veterans. You don't have as many of those on the Giants and or they seem to be, you know, jelly pretty well with the clubhouse, the ones that they do have. So it, it yeah. seems like a team that's going to keep keep fighting. I, I expect it to be a tight series. Um, we're talking about the total specifically. This one model says 8.7 runs. We're going to go over eight. Uh, it is juiced at minus 120. Just catches a B grade. We're expecting a few more runs than an average, uh, or, or than, the, than the sports picks are. Not because the ballpark, it's still a pitcher friendly ballpark. Not because the weather, it's going to be in the low 60s. It'll be blowing out, but that matters almost none. And the model knows that because the winds swirl around there. This is really just about the fact that the hitters are going to be better than the pitchers. You know, Seth Lugo has been very solid, uh, but he's going up against a, a decent Giants lineup. The yeah. relievers for the Padres can be very up and down, especially, you know, when you remove Josh Hader from it. The Giants relievers have kind of worn down. Kyle Harrison. Very messed. Started off great. Really kind of gone downhill since his Padres offense can still hit. Just good enough offenses, we think, to get us to eight or above. Most common outcome in baseball is nine. Model thinks that's about where we're going to land on average. Over eight to be great. Cousin Jared, tell us more. Padres have won 10 out of 12. I mean, all they needed to do to turn their season around was have somebody write an article about how dysfunctional the clubhouse was. And that seems to finally have brought them. Was that what started it? Yeah, somebody should have written that in like June, mid June, and uh, they easily. And that's what happened with the Astros back in two thousand five, two thousand four, with the Tombstone and the Art and the Houston Chronicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, somebody just needed Mm. to trash talk them. Uh, I am going to list off to you because you know this is always great to to watch and listen to. I'm going to list off to you the Padres run scored, uh, run scored on in road games in the month of September. Mm. Uh, Mm. In the month of September on the road, they have scored ten. Five, eight, six, uh, two, eleven, uh, two, five, eleven. Yeah. So they've been scoring a lot of runs uh, on the road, and I think that can happen here in San Francisco once they escape San Diego, which is funny to, to think that, um, you know, there in San Francisco, normally you wouldn't necessarily consider that a hitter's park necessarily, uh, but especially as comparing it to uh, San Diego, it, it definitely can, can come off that way. So uh, the Padres have been playing well in general. Uh, they've definitely been hitting the ball a lot better on the road here in the month of uh, September, especially compared to home. So uh, I like the Padres on the road to, to give us some runs. Well, and I'm going to go back to something you said months ago. I'm not even sure it's that they're hitting better 
here of late, it's that bad luck they had all season yeah. Yeah. with being terrible with runners in scoring position, a metric that we know historically has been tested and proven over and over again. It's not something that is skill-based. It is completely yeah. volatile and random. And now that's kind of coming back around. It's just, they had a long stretch of bad luck and it was truly that they had a long stretch of losing much longer games, et cetera. I mean, it was like everything possible went wrong for them. And yeah. now that that's changed, not, not only they're winning, they're putting up a lot of runs. Uh, this isn't on perfect form. The one game they lost uh, in this last week was a game that they had the winning run in scoring position with less than two outs uh, and back-to-back innings in the ninth and the 10th and a loss in the 11th. So it's not like it's gone perfect. It's just on aggregate gone better. The whole, you know, every inning get two guys on and can't score nonsense has ended. And and it's come back to what you would expect to happen, which is, this is a very good offense again, going up against not a very impressive giants pitching staff. Uh, And again, it's not like Lugo is, I mean, he's a solid pitcher. You can see that on the rating, but again, the Giants' offense is solid enough. They're good enough to put up three runs, maybe four. Padres yeah. good enough to put up five, six. You know, yep. we're eyeing eight, nine, ten runs in this one. Yep. If we get eight, nine, or ten, that's that's a, a push and two wins. So, yep. uh, pretty good for us there. Over eight B grade, uh, which wraps us up for Tuesday's free picks. Again, you want all the other picks. Dub Club is the place to be. Link in the show description. Otherwise, Cousin Jared, do you have any parting words? One, I'll be on for one more baseball show uh, the rest of the season. I will do my best to make it an all-total show. If that is an option given to me by the producers of the show, the executive producer, uh, I will do my best to make it make it all totals. Uh, also, just like we mentioned, playoff baseball will be exclusively mm-hmm. on Dub Club, so make sure that you join us over there. And uh, just a little bonus, if you're here mostly for the baseball coverage, you have the option of listening listening to the professor and I talk about college football for probably about three hours uh, each week, an additional college football show on top of what's already on YouTube. Uh, mm. So yeah, if that piques your interest, which I don't know why it would, but if it does, uh, you know, join there less than a dollar a day. You can hear us talk about every college football game every week. I, I feel like I've done a poor job of reminding people, you know, under a dollar a day on that. It's not like we're, we're breaking yeah. the bank. And if you're betting any yeah. amount of money, right, that the tools, the insights you get will be, will be worth the money. If nothing else, it's worth the entertainment on the discord. We have a lot of fun over there. Yes. Um, I don't think I've ever thought of myself or been called an, a producer or an executive producer before. So, uh, that's a it's a banner night for me. You're, I guess. you're, a, you're a man of many counts is what I would say. I, you know, I just had tell people, I just do the math, you know. Um, in fact, and I got to tell the story now that we're here. Uh, a Friday night in my old man baseball league, I'm pitching, and I'm, you know, there's like second, third, and two outs. And the catcher asked our manager if we should walk the guy, put him on, and let me face the next guy. And our manager looks at me, he's like, What do you want to do? Like on the mound, like in the middle of like all like 10 fans in the stands. And I'm like, I, and I literally told him, I was like, I just do the math. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this yeah. is your job. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're so, yeah. I just I just do the math. That's all I do. Uh, yeah. But uh, you're absolutely ready. Dub Club link in the show description under one dollar. A ton of goodies over there. Um, I don't know if we'll have an all total show. It'll kind of depend on what lines are available. I feel like this last week we've had this last week's going to be a little bit later with for whatever reason decisions on pitchers are harder to make in the last week of the season what it's starting to feel like yeah slim slim pickings i mean we do our best here people uh but sometimes we've only got what the books give us to to work yeah yeah doing our best is what we got (laughs) all right well uh one more show for you cousin jared so uh 
a baseball show and then and then uh, just football for a while. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, I can't believe it's already baseball season's already winding down. It's hard to believe. All right, well, best of luck, everyone, and we'll see y'all later.